Our scripture for today comes from the Gospel according to Matthew, the 27th chapter. On Palm Passion Sunday, we always have this strange day, which is actually like our lives, a strange day of highs and lows. The reality that one day, one worship service can include great joy and great sorrow. Today, we experienced in the Palms procession the great joy of Jesus coming into Jerusalem and all those expectations that Anthem was just perfect choir. You know, on that day when he entered into Jerusalem, everyone thought, everyone thought it was all going to be fixed. Jesus was entering. Everyone thought he was going to be king. He was going to be leader. He, everyone thought it was so great. But it didn't turn out that way. And what we found is after this triumphal entry, Jesus cleansed the temple, and that ticked off a lot of people. And then different religious leaders in the temple would ask Jesus tricky questions and try to trip him up. And he kept being able to answer back. But you could just feel this tension mounting. On Thursday evening, as his, he and his closest friends gathered to share a Passover meal, he knew that one of his friends, one of his closest friends was going to betray him. He let them know that. They all said, oh, not I, but one did, and it was Judas. He went to pray in the garden, asking God, is there any way that I can avoid this? And even as he prayed that, he said, okay, God, it's up to you. Your will, not mine. And during that time up in the Garden of Gethsemane, the soldiers came and took him away. And he was taken to Pilate's hall, and he was tested by Pilate. He was turned over to religious authorities, and they asked him questions as well. And his friends deserted him, and he was turned over. The Pilate wanted, Matthew tells us, Pilate wanted not to crucify him and tried to get tried to release someone else, uh, tried to release Jesus for the Passover, and the people said, no, we, we want you to release this Barabbas guy. And so Jesus was taken off to be crucified for innocence, for love. But before he was crucified, there was a period of time in which the soldiers made fun of him, bullied him. And that's our scripture for today. I'm reading to you from Matthew 27, verses 27 through 31. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand, and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him and took the reed and slapped him on the head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. It's a hard one to say thanks be to God, isn't it? Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O God, 
thou our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When it gets right down to it, what the soldiers did was bullying. Maybe we read over that section quickly. We are so eager, you know, we're getting on to the crucifixion, we want to run on to the Easter story, that we don't stop and really read what happens there. But if we stop and really read it, it's just mean. It's so gratuitous. Jesus already knew that he was going to be killed. The soldiers had him in their power, in that sense. They're taking him off for him to be nailed to a cross and to be left there until he died. It was horrible. But somehow that wasn't enough. The soldiers had to stop and taunt him. For what? And so they made fun of this charge that had been made of him about how he was the king of the Jews. And they made this fake crown, but they made it out of thorns so it would hurt. And you can imagine them slapping it into his head and putting this fake kingly robe on him. And instead of some kind of scepter, putting a reed in his hand. And then taking that reed out of his hand and whacking. It's just awful. And you imagine Jesus in his innocence and the soldiers somehow delighting in this. Now, probably, the soldiers didn't even know him. Why, why do this? Were the soldiers beaten down in some way we don't know and they just wanted to take it out on the next guy? Were they sick of these kind of uprisings that would happen pretty routinely at Passover and so they thought they'd have a little fun? I don't know. But it's just terrible to read when we pay attention to it. But what kept coming to my mind as I read and prayed about this was bullying. In our culture now, we are noticing a real rise in bullying. And not just the face-to-face -face bullying of centuries, but the kind of cyberbullying, the bullying that's able to be done from a distance, the way that people may take private information and reveal it online, or people may try to lure someone someplace. It's just, it's, it's such a wickedness, it's such a meanness. And we read it, and we grieve. But the face-to-face -face bullying continues. I think about a young woman who came to see me during my time here, who had gone off to college full of hope and promise, so much excitement. And as she had gone off in joy, she was assigned a roommate, and she was eager. She knew her roommate didn't have to be her best friend, but you know, she was eager to have a good relationship with her roommate. But it didn't click, and her roommate started being mean to her. And then her roommate gathered friends, and they picked on her, and they bullied her. And she hadn't done anything. She was innocent. And eventually, the bullying got to such a level, they reported it to the resident's life, but resident's life didn't do much about it. And finally, she came home. She left that school. And she felt 
ashamed, and she felt like a failure, and she had done nothing wrong. Don't these stories tear our hearts? Isn't it amazing when we think of these situations of bullying to realize that Jesus, too, was bullied? That Jesus, too, entirely innocent, knew what it was like for people to torment him just because they could. How wicked is that? People do that. We grieve at this wicked bullying of Jesus. We grieve to see him treated that way, and we think he didn't do anything wrong. And then we think of other people who have been bullied. They didn't do anything wrong. I hate that this happened to our Lord. But I also see how God can take situations even like this and make them a resource for us so that we can know there is nothing we go through, not even bullying, that Jesus hasn't experienced first. That God loved us so deeply as to take it all, to receive it all. Yes, the love and the joy and the adulation of a, of a Palm Sunday, but also to receive spite and sheer meanness for no reason. God loved us so much as to take even that. There is nothing that we experience that we can't take to God in prayer because God's seen it all, and in Jesus, God has lived it all. That is how much God loves us. It humbles us, it sobers us, to know that that is God's love for us, to know that Jesus could have opted out, said, okay, this has gone too far, I'm done. But God's solidarity with us, willingness to go human, went all the way to bullying, went all the way to the cross. That is how much God loves us. And that is how much we can take anything, anything we experience to God in prayer. Because God loves us so much to endure all of that. Now we know there's good news beyond that. And we look forward to claiming that next Sunday. But today we don't jump ahead to the good news. Today our good news is that God is with us, the gift of Emmanuel. And for today... That has to be enough. Amen.